What's up, everybody? Welcome to our second episode of State Champs Extra Point. This is the weekend recap, and since we did not have a Labor Day show, everyone on Labor Day should not be laboring, although I know there's still work going around here. Uh, we have an, a Tuesday show uh, for you, and we're going to talk about what took place in week two of the high school football season. It was a very uh, exciting weekend. We had a lot of big matchups, uh, and we had a lot of great outcomes, and uh, we're going to talk about it. So, Matt Mowry, John Kidd, Scott Bernstein, I'm Lauren Plant. Welcome, gentlemen. Let's get right into it. Uh, but first, before I do want to mention the that extra point is presented by Lawrence Technological University. How about that 53-14 to 14 yeah. win over Oakland U on Saturday? We were there for that. It was uh, quite impressive. And uh, so Oakland County football yeah. is now... Uh, Owned by first, Lawrence first game Tech. One in seventy years. Seventy-two yeah. years. Yeah. The MHSAA is also a proud sponsor of this program. Uh, go to mhsaa.com for scores and everything that uh, that you need. Uh, and Hungry Howie's, uh, also Hungry Howie's Dough Razor, is a sponsor with us as well. Uh, we're working on trying to get Darius Slay, the new spokesman for uh, Hungry Howie's, to kind of be involved with our Mr. Football contest. Let's get into our recap, and we'll start with uh, Lakeland, who falls to Waterford Mott 26-19. We all successfully predicted uh, that Waterford Mott would win that game. Went down to the wire. Yeah. Again, we figured Lakeland would uh, would be in the hunt, and they were. Uh, your thoughts on, on that matchup? Well, it, it all came down. I was there. It all came down to a... Uh, Pretty gutsy call by uh, Coach Woodruff in Lakeland. They had scored a touchdown with about five minutes to go. And if they kick the extra point, they tie it at 20-20. They decide to go for two. And uh, Luciano Padini, the, the the senior captain, linebacker for, for Mott, met uh, Robbie Tracy, their star running back, right at the line and, and pushed him back. And and uh, they never were able to take that lead. And 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 Waterford Mott gets a leg up on, on, in the league race right now. I want to mention yeah. one more thing Go about that game. Yeah. Um, that was a, a, a really a, a heartfelt uh, opening when Alex Rodriguez led the team onto the field. Alex Rodriguez was a, was a starting defensive end last year for Waterford Mott, and him, the the, uh, the quarterback for Mott, Matt Castillo, and the uh, wide receiver defensive back Kamani Fields were in a really bad car accident. They were hit by a drunk driver back in April. And Alex Rodriguez can't play football anymore. Right. Um, he's going to try to kick extra points, nice. but uh, he was in uniform and he let him out uh, yeah, through the tunnel. And everyone's got a, a an emblem on their helmet that that displays his number. But you know he's going to be in uniform all year. He's just not going to be on the field. And uh, you know he was lucky to escape that accident with his life. He was in. Um, uh, open heart surgery for about Jeez. six hours after he had a, uh, a, a torn aorta um, and it was you know one of those touch and go situations and just the fact that he's up and about and in school and able to be with the team really inspired uh, those mock Corsairs and, and Matt Castillo in his first year at quarterbacks looked real good he, he, he was about eight for 14 170 yards two big touchdowns there's another Fitzpatrick on that team as well. Yeah, and one of his touchdowns was to Christian Fitzpatrick. Right, who is Des Fitzpatrick's brother. brother. Yep. Our main event on State Champs uh, on Sunday was the Livonia Churchill and Belleville game. We had put Belleville down in the in the second rank. Cast Tech had ascended to number one. So we kept him number two in the state. They moved to 2-0. Churchill, like we thought, yep. was going to come in, was going to fight, was going to give uh, a challenge. All of a sudden, they're up, you know, 14 nothing right in the first quarter. Uh, but uh, four turnovers, I believe it was, is yep. what really made the turn the tide for, for Belleville. I really think that 
going to the KLA is going to really help Belleville down the road for the playoffs. These tough games, Brighton right off the bat, Livonia, Churchill, they're going to be more battle-tested when they get to the playoffs. I thought the interesting part was that they were getting beaten when they were doing their game plan, which was blitzing. They were getting beaten on that game plan, and it was a player who went to the coaching staff, Tyrese Woods, the Michigan commit at the right. defensive end, and said, hey, coach, we let us play base. Let us, you know, just rush for, and we'll get to the quarterback. And Jermaine Crowell said, all right, go for it. And they did it, and that's kind of how they turned it around and managed to kind of stop the uh, stop the bleeding defensively. All right, let's get to uh, number six, Oak Park uh, took on Groves. Uh, Oak Park moves to 2-0, Groves falls to 0-2. Just a 13-7 game here. We all, oh, by the way, before we had all pre- correctly predicted that Belleville would win that one, this one we all thought Oak Park would get by. Uh, we did say it was going to be close. It was 13-7. Yeah, well, right off the bat, Oak Park, Oak Park went up top. You know, Dwan Mathis to uh, Malik Carr and big play. And one play later, Phil Stewart takes it into the. You, know, you thought it maybe it was going to be a shootout, and then there was no more scoring for about another two hours. It seemed like, and and uh, Khalil Dossie ended up tying it up in the third quarter with a slip screen that you know he just ran past everyone at a huge swath of green in front of him, and you know even as. Uh, Coach Carter said, oh, we're not going to catch him at that point. Because he's got a great job on offense this year. I mean, he's one of the best lockdown cover corners in the state. He's going to Harvard. Um, he had a lot of Division One offers in addition to the Ivy League, but uh, didn't play a lot on offense last year. And these first couple games, right. he is explosive on the but offensive they, side of the ball. And they still use him sparingly. They have a package, and every time he came in, the Oak Park kids were, you know, pointing him out, pointing him out. And... Uh, Oak Park goes ahead in the fourth quarter, and the key play, I think, was right on that first play of the next drive, they had a screen set up, and it looked like it was going to do the same thing. And one of the Oak Park defenders reached up and tipped the ball away, just you know went up high as he could and tipped it away because if that ball gets to Dossie again, he's probably still running today on Tuesday. Another game that you can watch the highlights on State Champs uh, YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and everywhere else is uh, Wyandotte and Woodhaven who got together. This was a downriver duel. Uh, downriver duel. Yeah. yeah. Ironically, we did not have a we didn't I didn't include this in our predictions when we did it on somehow I skipped over it I think we would have all taken no. Wyandotte uh and we would have all lost no. because it was Woodhaven who won this one 14-10 before the season they had it was a three-team race to win the Downer League you had Gibraltar Carlson you had Woodhaven and you had Wyandotte Roosevelt well the first in week one you had Wyandotte and Woodhaven scoring nearly 50 points who would have thought this game only been 14 to 10? And didn't Woodhaven take out Carlson in the first game? Yes. Yeah, they, yeah, they beat him 49 35. Wind had one last chance on a Hail Mary and, you know, they broke it down and, hey, they're 2 0 right now. These teams are going to be playing again, you know, first or second week of the playoffs because that's how the districts are going to be. They're going to be playing each other again in a few, in, you know, later in the season. In the how year. it works in the Down River League is everybody plays everybody. There's nine teams. You, have, so you play and then you play. And you play them again in the play. You play them in the play, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, which again has been the big beef with if you don't schedule anything out of conference, especially like later in the season, uh, you just don't really have. Well, people I know in the Down River League, they were hoping when 
Kennedy and Truman combined, yeah. they were not going to add another team. So that way it was going to allow yeah. that non-conference game, but they added Edsel, Edsel Ford, Ford right? and then it was like, oh, okay, never mind. All right, so we've got, we had our number five and number nine team going up together, uh, going against each other. It was a rematch of the 2017 Division One State Finals. West Bloomfield went to Clarkston uh, to take on the Wolves, and this one was tight. 28-25 was the final, and Clarkston again... This is why I predicted they would win because, and we didn't, you know what? I didn't ask you when we did the predictions. Yeah, yeah, that was the one. So I thought I'd Well, at least it wasn't three to two this time. Yeah, I don't know who you would have picked. Uh, Clarkston, obviously. Okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, again, they they find the way, and that you know that uh, I'll give uh, a they lot dou- of pr- they double the total uh, points in the uh, state championship game by the you know oh by the eight God. minute mark. This is the game we wanted to see <laughs> yeah. in the state championship, but uh, I'll give all credit. And I, I you can probably tell me his name, the running back for Clarkston, J- Jake Bellette. Yeah, yeah. Bellette. Well, they have yes. a they have a two headed monster in Jake Bellette and yeah. Jake Honstetter, yeah. but Bellette had the two big touchdown big runs. ones, big big up the gap, just yeah, wasn't going to be caught, and he had guys on his heels. Yeah. And really, the turning point uh, on on Friday was uh, senior cornerback Zach Reed um, for Clarkson picked off a pass, seventy six yard pick six, uh, returned it for a touchdown. Clarkson had given up the lead that they had had at halftime. West Moonfield scored in the third quarter to go on top. Clarkson takes takes back uh, the lead in the final seconds of the third quarter and then you know never relinquished it the rest of the way. Jake Bellette tacked on a, uh, a touchdown in the fourth quarter. A star in the making is West Moonfield's quarterback, C.J. Harris. Um, this guy is a little bit reminiscent of Tristan Jackson in terms of his ability as a dual threat at quarterback. He had 140 yards passing, uh, 120 yards rushing, combined for you know over you know over 250 yards. Orchard Lake St. Mary's traveled west as they do quite often early in the season. They went to East Kentwood. This was a real interesting matchup. Uh, East Kentwood falling in the opener. Orchard Lake as well. Uh, they fall to 0-2 because they give up 63 points. 100 to, points in this game. Yeah, exactly. They score 44, mm-hmm. which is a good sign uh, for them. But uh, if they're giving up 63 to East Kentwood. That means it's going to be a long year in the Catholic League Central yeah, Division, who, think have, so. who have pretty strong offense. And the all idea the way that Orchard Lake St. Mary's, one of the real blue blood programs in the state of Michigan, the idea that they could be missing the playoffs two years in a row, uh, coming off a state championship in in 2016, um, I don't know if a lot of people would have would have foreseen that. Yeah, and you were the outlier in that one, taking uh, Orchard Lake on the road. Yeah. It kind of balances out my other picks. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, Grand Rapids Catholic Central came down here to take on Celine. Uh, this was again a good schedule, I think, by Catholic Central uh, taking on a, a you know a Division One squad. Uh, we had Celine ranked 19th in the state, uh, and Celine uh, wins. Pre- it was close. Right? Catholic Central had the momentum right at the beginning, marched down the field with her passing game, scored. And right now, Celine's got a problem at quarterback because the kid they started in week one against Chippewa Valley got hurt in that game. Is it Arbaugh? Arbaugh, yeah. yeah. And he, you know, they're working in a new offensive line. I think every spot they had to replace this year. So, I mean, that's obviously not a great recipe when you've got a new quarterback, too. 
Um, and they were left with a, a junior who's a safety primarily, a sophomore and a freshman who all took snaps during the game. The key was when they put their best athlete, Temple-bound MJ Griffin, in the Wildcat, and he actually did the snap to him was a little bit up to his left, and he almost got tackled immediately. And he just took off and used his speed and ran the other way, and it was a 77-yard touchdown. And at that point, the Celine defense kind of perked up, and you could see it. And from that point on, you know, they're, they're, they've got a stud running back in, in Brendan Monday, too, who they, you know, can run when they've got their younger quarterbacks in there. And then they kind of turned the clock a little bit, and every time they put it, was kind of a, a similar situation as, you know, Khalil Dossie with Groves. Every time Griffin came in in the Wildcat, everybody knew where he was, and that really was the one big play that he made, but it was sincerely right. a turning point. Yeah. Granville uh, just couldn't handle De La Salle. Uh, again, a, a team out west coming here, uh, and uh, De La Salle moves to 1-1, one 28-7 one, the final. Uh, I think we thought it would be a little closer than this, um, but uh, not surprised at all. Good tune-up for uh, defending that Catholic League championship uh, title that they have. And, um, you know, when you got guys like Devin Campbell and Jacob Dobbs and Danny Matowski and Josh DeBerry, you're, you're doing you're doing okay. Yeah, we had Granville 14 coming in. Uh, they won't be 14 coming out. We'll talk about that later in the show as we uh, talk about Matt Mowry's new rankings, which are just out. Uh, De La Salle sitting sitting at number seven right now. We'll see uh, how they fare. But of course, the big game of of the. Uh, Weekend was uh, Detroit King traveling out to Muskegon. It lived up to the hype, just like Clarkson West Moonfield. Absolutely, yeah. uh, I personally uh, felt this might be a little bit more higher scoring uh, than just a 24-21 final. Um, but again, if I would have really thought about it, this probably is about right what the, you'd figure the score would be. What I do know is though, even though they lost. Daquan Finn is cold-blooded. Yeah. Guy threw for 280, ran for yeah. like 170. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, he, he is by far the front runner for Mr. Football, and you know it's really his to lose right now. Right. I, 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 last year or last week, I declared him the best high school quarterback in the state of Michigan, and I stand by that. Daquan Finn is is a magic man. Hats off to Cameron Martinez, who, uh, granted, he got the first couple of games at home, which is perfect the way you want to draw him up, uh, but he still made some some yeah. tough uh, short runs going up against a really strong king line and was able to bust through. Well, and like we said last week, maybe those long runs are going to be shorter runs right. and mm-hmm. ran 30 so. times for, what, 296 right. in the opening, ran 29 times for yeah. 154, so yeah. basically cut it in and half. And they were able to drive the yep. ball against Detroit King. I, you know, I thought the Detroit King defense was going to be the difference in this uh, particular matchup. I thought they would, um, you Rich, know. Rich Miller and that crew, uh, yeah. they're still, you know, you know, the definition of formidable. Yes. Um, but... You know, you're going on the road. You're playing Muskegon. That, that, that's a that's a uh, yeah. That's a that's a that's a daunting task. Yes, we all picked King except for Matt, who took Muskegon uh, to win that one. So, uh, congratulations! All right, we're going to take our first time out. When we come back, uh, we're going to do a few more quick hits on some of the games from this weekend. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about our Anvil Award in the third seg- segment. Uh, it's kind of our, our new thing that's out there that you can vote on right now. We'll get uh, your guys' uh, thoughts on some of the beasts that we have uh, on the list. I'm sure Scott has long and great stories to talk about those guys so that'll come up and then in the fourth we're going to talk about our brand new top 25 that's out matt's rankings are out so we'll just kind of quickly hit on that too so you are watching or listening to extra point we'll be right back 
I want to be a dermatologist, and though a lot of universities tried to recruit me for basketball, Lawrence Tech had the science curriculum that I wanted. LTU Southfield campus is a great place to learn, and the classes are small enough that I don't have to wait for office hours to talk to my professors. They're usually right by my side, challenging me and guiding me toward a successful future. Lawrence Tech, possible is everything. You ready, Darius? Let's do it. Anybody want an autograph? Autograph? We're here for the stuffed crust pizza. Stuffed crust pizza? Hey, who do you think you are? End in the line, pal. Flavor fanatics love stuffing their faces with our stuffed flavored crust. Get one for only $2 more on any large original round pizza. Hungry? Howie's! All right, thanks for sticking with Extra Point. This is the weekend recap on a Tuesday, normally a Monday, but because of Labor Day, here we are. Uh, lots to still talk about. We kind of uh, did a recap of a bunch of games in the first segment, if you want to check that out. Uh, and uh, we want to talk about a few more. I picked about five more uh, that we could chat about. And, of course, what happened in Ohio. Cast Tech went to uh, Lakewood to take on St. Edwards and a Hail Mary. They said a prayer, and that prayer was answered. Boy, they sure did. And uh, were able to beat the, uh, what is a, is a perennial power, for those who do not know. First, when you saw Cass, Jalen Graham didn't. Need to throw the ball. Well, he needed to throw the ball in the last play, and he chucked that ball a good like sixty yards. <laughs> He's yeah. a superior I was athlete. Jalen Graham is a superior yeah. athlete. I was amazed how the receiver was able to get behind the defense like that. I mean, it was almost like he it was he was unchallenged yeah. for that. I think maybe you were right. Maybe they were surprised he could chuck it that far, you know? Well, because he's, uh, he's going to land at the Division One college level as a safety. He's not being recruited as right. a quarterback. So, you know, maybe they kind of overlooked that arm strength. Yeah, and he did have to uh, – he did have to buy some time. He yeah. had to get yeah. himself in a position that he could launch it like that. A quick a note. We're yes. talking about teams that went over to uh, cross the border into the yeah. Buckeyes. State right. and got big wins. Nobody, Troy Catholic Central, yes, my did. new number one team in Oakland yeah. County. I do Oakland okay. County rankings for the Oakland Press. And uh, they went over there, played Toledo Whitmer, yeah. snapped mm -hmm. Toledo Whitmer's 16 game uh, regular season winning streak. And they did it in commanding fashion, 35 7. I can't wait till CC and De La Salle get together this year. Or, or Rice in a couple weeks, too. Well, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I think Rice, big win. Went I over know, to beat Michiakwa yeah. Penn. Yep, Michiakwa Penn. Yes, they did. Yes, they Colin did. Colin Gardner, we were talking about him last week, had, a, uh, I believe, a game ceiling pick. Uh, to win that game. Swan Valley is 2-0. Uh, I put Fierce over Frankenmuth, 56-20 uh, to 20 in this one. Well, these are two D5 powers that are 20 miles apart on opposite sides of the city of Saginaw. Right. And they don't play each other anymore. They're in different divisions in the Tri-Valley. They used to be in the same division, you know, 20 years ago, yeah. 30 years ago. And they used to play, you know, even after that, they would play the opening week of the season. And played since 2010. Wow. So getting these two together, uh, Frankenmuth lost in the semis to Grand Rapids West Catholic. Yep. And Swan Valley lost in the finals. And kind of the argument was, you know, well, what would happen if the two teams played each other? Yeah. So the schedule makers hooked it up this week. And 
in week or this year in week two, and and it was it was pretty lopsided. Alex Fraze from Swan Valley had five touchdowns. Holland West Ottawa is two and zero on the season, but they needed two overtimes to get to, past Tate Hallock. Uh, yes, and, uh, yes. Grand Rapids Forest Central. Hill Central. We had them twelfth ranked yep. in the state. Uh, Holland West Ottawa unranked coming into this week, mm-hmm. but forty two forty one was the final. I would have loved to have seen the highlights. Well, yeah, and it, this was one where two coaching staffs that know each other pretty well and in the second overtime Forest Hill Central decided they were going to fake the PAT and go for the two-point conversion to win it and since they know each other so well everybody on defense was yelling fake 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 and and, and they sniffed it out they were already committed too so they had to do it so that that's that was the difference in the game. Wow. Number twenty-three, Lapeer beats Midland Dow. This was one game that I looked at. Thirty-one to nineteen was the final in that one. And again, Lapeer kind of at the bottom end of our rankings. Uh, a team that uh, really has built a nice little program uh, for themselves. Have been really strong. And Midland Dow was a, was a good test. They I think they had one in in week one. So. Yeah, and Lapeer's one of those, obviously, that when they combine the two schools, right. as you see almost any time there's a combination like that, it takes a while just to get the it chemistry, yeah, yeah. get all the youth programs lined up to go to the same way, yeah. and now Mike Smith's kind of got it rolling a little bit. What I thought was interesting, and I saw them at the big house in week one when they played Lake Orion, um, they've got the big stud running back, Jalen Kirkland, who can just pound the ball and everybody knows that and everybody's focused on that. Another one I wanted to mention uh, I'm going to get a chance to see Canton. I'll be filming the Canton-Plymouth game this weekend which is again two new coaches. You know kind of a whole new rivalry renewed. It'll be interesting uh, Plymouth undefeated coming yep. in. Canton 1-1 and now because they beat Northville 39-0 and I saw the score and I was like wow uh, you know Canton lost week one to Livoni Churchill at home. Mm. Obviously they had something to prove yeah. coming back but uh, I did not expect a a Blanking yeah. of Northville. Yeah, and that's a good Northville program that very yeah, rarely yeah. has that happen to yeah. them. And with Canton, you knew that they were going to be a little cheesed off yeah. by that sure. first week. All right, we're going to take another timeout. When we come back, we're going to, uh, for those of you who don't know about the State Champs Amble Award, this is an award we've created this season just because we felt it was so unfair uh, how, how the great uh, offensive linemen, defensive linemen, linebackers that we have in this state. When it comes to Mr. Football, you know, they're usually they're always in they our hand, conversation. They were, hand, they were handicapped. The, the yes. race was weighted against those type of players. And and it's just because of, of numbers and stats and how, you know, finalities are, are turned out in games and, and players that stand out. So uh, this is their their time, their award. We have a top ten. You can vote for it right now at statechampsnetwork.com. We'll talk about it when we come back. Today I'd like to introduce you to the 2018-19 Student Advisory Council. They'll be reciting the MHSA Student Athlete Belief Statement. As the voice of Michigan student athletes, the Student Advisory Council's role is to convey the message of how high school sports are supposed to be played. We are responsible for helping the MHSA maintain a positive and healthy atmosphere in which interscholastic athletes can thrive. We believe athletes should be competitive, sportsmanlike, and excel academically. We believe students in the stands should have fun. But not take the focus away from the game. We believe coaches should act as teachers, helping student athletes develop. While still keeping high school sports in perspective. We believe that parents should always be positive role models. And be supportive of their child's decisions. We believe officials commit their own time to high school sports. And respect should always be shown and given to them. The most important goal for student athletes is to enjoy high school sports. While keeping a high level of respect for all those involved in the games. For more information about the Student Advisory Council, visit our website at mhsa.com.
All right, welcome back to State Champs Extra Point. I want to talk a little bit about an award that uh, we've introduced this season, honoring linemen. And uh, just like Mr. Football, uh, the same kind of credentials, I mean, uh, criteria that we have in how we're going to be selecting, you know, performance throughout the season, big game performance, team success, highly recruited athlete, lower on the list because, again, um, you know, how you perform shouldn't be uh, or how we choose our eventual uh, Mr. Anvil, as it were, is... Uh, should be tied to what happens to, next year or, or Yeah, year tied after, into just on, because, on yeah, exactly, or how... how well recruited you are although you know we put we put five percent in there for that so uh our award our list is at statechampsnetwork.com right now you can vote for those guys uh and um you know we have a, a watch list as well uh put on this and again as, and as you, linebackers are involved in it as well yes yes yeah. it is it's offensive linemen defensive linemen and linebackers uh we have linebackers lance dixon in our top 10 right now we have linebackers marcel lewis in our top 10 very well deserving both of them absolutely and a lot of times you'll see defensive ends play linebackers they kind of flop depending on the offense any of these guys that uh, you want to just uh quickly mention and, and talk about that uh um that you really, really love. Well, look what Anthony Bradford's doing for Muskegon this year. Those, with the rushing attack that they're rolling out there, um, and he's the one who's leading the way. So you, you know, Cam Martinez uh, wouldn't be doing what Cam Martinez is doing without Anthony Bradford. That the LSU commit. Right. We, we talked about when Cam Martinez kind of fit into that system that, you know, he's different than Ladarius, obviously, but it helps a lot when you're jumping from D8 to D1 when you have a <laughs> Division One offensive line. Going to the SEC. The board. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, and he's the biggest and, and strongest of those guys up front. And certainly that's a large part of the reason that Muskegon has had two weeks of success is the fact that they have road graders like that. East Kentwood put up 63, I think we said, against Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Uh, Logan Brown, the uh, offensive tackle, is there. Maisie Smith, who is also on the, he was on the defensive line. Uh, I'm not sure if he plays on the offensive line as well. He probably plays both. I would. They play they, all those guys. Yeah, all yeah, those guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he's on our watch list, and our watch list includes guys like the sophomore uh, now defensive lineman and offensive tackle Rocco Spindler at Clarkston, who we talked about early in the show. Uh, we talked about Derry. Uh, we talked about Canton's running attack. Darius Robinson uh, is, I'm sure, playing both sides of the ball for uh, the Canton Chiefs. Um, and uh, Braden McGregor from Port Huron Northern, Jacob Walberg from Mona Shores, also uh, on our watch list. I think Carson Barnhart is an interesting guy on this list from Pawpaw. Yeah. So he's, he's a smaller school Michigan and that recruit. doesn't, yeah, Michigan recruit. He played. Well, at least there's one Michigan commit on that list. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. And, and as we, really as you've noticed, yep. yes. Wow. Uh, out okay. of the Mr. Football and the Anvil. Award, uh, Barnhart's the only Michigan commit. Yeah, yeah they, they so have some the others that, that are, you yeah. know, yeah. obviously like Selden is a Michigan yeah. commit too, yeah. and, and yeah. Tyrese that right. we talked about right. earlier. Right. Um, but yeah, Barnhart played in the interior offensive line his first couple of years in high school, plays tight end. Number 44 on the roster, yeah. you know, number one in your hearts, obviously. Yes. And he'll be number one in your hearts if he can come into East, to Ann Arbor next year and maybe play left tackle. But <laughs> They need but, one. Yeah, he's one of those kids, like Rodgers, when you see him, you know, running around as a defensive end or a middle linebacker. You watch Barnhart's tape and you go, eh, 300 pounder's not supposed to run like yeah. that. The agility factor not supposed to move doesn't like that, right? normally match up with that type of size. Yeah. And that's, that's an incredibly 
good sign for somebody if you're going to try to transition him to a left tackle spot or or even a right tackle spot. The fact that if you can get out and run like that, that's a huge difference between a you know the the old plodding three hundred and five pounder who runs a five five forty. These get these guys. Some of them can fly. Yeah. Well, if there are going to be changes to the list, it's going to happen in our football forecast podcast. So we will make those changes. And uh, this goes for Hungry Alley's Mr. Football, which we'll talk about on Thursday as well. So uh, of our watch list, you might see some guys saying you can affect that, though, by going to our website and voting at statechampsnetwork.com. The leading vote getter can never be removed, no matter what we plan on doing. Uh, So that is how you can participate. We'll wrap this segment by letting you know that, uh, again, we don't pretend to think like we know that we can judge all these guys by ourselves. We have enlisted uh, a group of coaches who are going to help us uh, kind of uh, sort this out, and they'll be ranking our guys, and we'll kind of take those uh, in, in as, a, as a consensus to uh, who should remain in the top 10 watch list, who comes in, who comes out. You've got people that you think we should be putting on this list. Tell us about it and tell us why. Back it up. Don't just throw a name out there. Give us your reasons, your research as to why this person should be on, whether it's Mr. Football or it's on the end. Oh, don't worry. The CC Faithful is doing that with Baydoon right now. It's like Babbitt. We're getting all the emails and everything. There you go. And that's all right. We encourage that. We welcome it. Bring it. You can contact Smash just, Mouth Football, just, Smash Mouth Social Media. That's right. Yeah. Smash to, Mouth emails. That's right. Just go to the contact page at statechampsnetwork.com. You can do it on social media, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we love it all. So, anyway, we're going to come right back. Matt Mallory's got his new top 25 football rankings in the state out now. We're going to talk about some of the movement that took place. Stick with, with us. One more segment to go on Extra Point. My passion is architecture. I don't want to sit around passively studying. I need to create. In our architecture studios at Lawrence Tech, we collaborate with students, faculty, and professionals from around the world. And from day one, we design using the same industry standard software that architecture firms use. I really feel like I'm designing my own future here. Lawrence Tech, possible is everything. Fundraising should be fresh, flavorful, and simple. We have the perfect solution at Hungry Howie's, Dough Razor. Your team or school can sell paper pizza certificates that can be redeemed for one medium pizza at participating locations. Hungry Howie's makes it easy. It's just a little mini pizza box, but we make lots of money, lots of dough. Go to doughraiser.com to learn more and sign up. Your next fundraiser comes with flavored crust. Welcome to Hungry Howie's Dough Razor. All right, welcome back. Four fingers in the air, fourth quarter here on Extra Points. And uh, we are now going to talk about Matt Mowry's new top 25 rankings. I do want you to know that uh, he toils over this list. It is not something he quickly puts together. Uh, It is, you know, methodical and it is researched and it is consulted with coaches, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, And uh, again, I do thank Matt for being with us now. You know, Tom Markowski did this for 15 years, and uh, Matt's stepping in, doing a great job. Uh, Kat, let's just get right into it. Uh, And again, you can check out the rankings right now at statechampsnetwork.com. Cast Tech stays number one, and when you beat an Ohio power, why would you fall out of it? 
Yeah. And that was that was the question, obviously, with Muskegon be, beating King. They were yeah. they were going to get a bump there, but do I bump them to one? Do I bump them to? And it's hard to bump Castac. I bumped Belleville after a win last week down from one to two. And shout but, out uh, Noah Stamps Freeman for actually catching that touchdown from. Yeah, that was, we forgot yeah. to mention him on the last. You're kind right. of jumping right. over the entire defense. Yeah. It seemed yeah. like yeah. Yeah, and Muskegon moving up to number right. two. Right, and and you can't argue that they are one of the top two or three teams, regardless of division, yep. in the state of Michigan. Yep. So having them at number two, and then we've got Belleville right behind them because Belleville, as we said when we put them at number one to start the season, it's one of the most talented teams, and it's just cavalcade be, of superstars. Uh, absolutely, when you, when every kid can show you his offer sheet, and it's about six programs long. Right. Yeah. That, and, that's and it, and sometimes you have teams that have you know kids that. You know, ten kids with offers, and seven of them, seven of those kids are all MAC offers. Right. Yeah. This is like right. twelve kids with, all power with five. you know, a list, uh, a long list of power offers apiece. Yeah, which is which is always hard to manage and, and coach sometimes when you have all those egos in a room. Uh, Detroit King is at four now. That's where we've got them. They fell to Muskegon, uh, but jumping up three spots is Detroit Catholic Central. They are now our number five team. Again, a huge win against a great program like Toledo Whitmer, and to do it in Toledo. Well, they look like one of those teams that's got all the parts. They've yeah. got the quarterback in Marco Genrich. Genrich looked really good. Uh, yeah. he, he was kind of quiet in week one against right. Western. They didn't really need him with Keegan Kohler going for 250 right. on the ground. But, yeah. you know, he threw for, I think, 135 yards and, and looked really nice uh, in week two. Yep. And then they've got Kohler, as you mentioned, and they've got a really, really stout defense. Yes. So this is one of those teams that belongs up there yeah. with the – these are the no-doubt – yeah. No doubt contenders. And I'm sure the Wolves fans are going to want to feel that they should be in the top five. We've yeah. got these. You've got them right now at six, a solid six uh, for uh, Clarkston. Uh, but again, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to see Clarkston uh, play some other solid teams uh, coming up, and we'll see where they jump. You've got Macomb, Dakota jumping from 20 to 16. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, well, that, that Macomb, race, Macomb Red race is going to be very interesting over the next couple of weeks. Well, we'll see it on Friday because Chip Valley plays Ike. Exactly, exactly. And, and that's the, the fun thing about this week. Even though we're out of those kind of intersectional matchups, we're starting to get into into divisional plays for most most teams. And the fun part is that we have a bunch of really, really good matchups right off the bat that can go a long ways, as we mentioned earlier, Oak Park and Harrison play. You mentioned Carmen Ainsworth. I think yeah. Carmen Ainsworth has Lapeer. Yeah. You know, and you're starting to see divisional races already shape up into, oh my gosh, this team has a has a lead on that team right off the bat. And it's that's always fun when you can jump right into divisional race and you don't have to wait until week eight or week nine. And Dakota has one of uh, Scott's favorite uh, quarterbacks there. Mark, Mark, Mark Tarko, Tarko, man. Janie, Johnny Manziel Jr. over there that he said in the I said, his, I said his arms like a uh, like a magic wand. You know, he, he waves it and 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 all of a sudden, hocus pocus, touchdown. Holland West Ottawa makes its debut. They jump into the top twenty-five at number seventeen. We talked about them uh, in the previous segment, and uh, rightfully so. Uh, Forest Hill Central is now in at number twenty, and uh, two teams that are out: Granville and Churchill are uh, two teams that have fallen out of our top 20. Well, those are both good teams, yes. too. Uh, they weren't taken out of the rankings because they're not good teams, but Granville's 0-2, having played Clarkston and De La Salle, and that's a murderous schedule to start off, and it, obviously it's going to make them better, but at this point it's kind of hard to keep an 0-2 team in yeah. the top 25. Yeah. Yeah. And there are other teams like Davison that, yes. that kind of deserve to be in there. Yeah, at West Harper Ottawa. Woods Harper Woods is still in there. Have yep. we ever talked about Harper Woods being a top 25 team? Well, it's going to be interesting. 
interesting in a few weeks when it's going to be Harper Woods and River, River Rouge. Rouge. River Rouge, yeah. That's the one game. The one game in that. Game in that. <laughs> it's like the PSL. It's the one game that's going to decide it um, because uh, With Harper Woods, what division are they going to be in when it's the playoffs? I, I thought know. three, but I could be wrong. Could yeah, I'm not be. sure what enrollment. Well, because I just didn't know. Like, it could be a potential. Hey, Harper Woods and River Rouge can play, play each again other in the again. playoffs, Four, right? Or well, Rouge is probably going to be in three this year, so yeah. well, it could be interesting. Could be. So that's the top 25. You can check it out at statechampsnetwork.com. And again, Matt works really hard on it. Again, uh, of course, you know, you you we love the conversation that uh, that takes place. Uh, Input always welcome. The the, the Fortune Tractors yep. fans are always out in full force when it comes mm-hmm. to this list as well. So, uh, but again, we love that, and that's what yeah. makes high school sports great. And uh, again, this list, like all of our lists will change yeah. and will be affected by what happens. And um, and again, uh, that's it. And it's not going to please everyone, but yeah. it's great. And we love the conversation. Have it with us and uh, make your case. And who knows, maybe you'll win us over and your team or your player will now be in our respective list. So that is Extra Point for this week. Make sure you tune into the football forecast on Thursday at 3 o'clock. That's when that one premieres. Uh, you can catch it on uh, our YouTube page on Facebook, Twitter, uh, all the auto platforms, SoundCloud, Google Play, those uh, particular uh, platforms. And uh, we will re- we will talk about the big games we have coming up this week. And again, Canton Plymouth are getting together this weekend. He mentioned uh, uh, Carmen Ainsworth and Lapeer. That was one Oak I didn't Park even see. Oak Park Harrison, the main event coming up on State Champs. Oxford, West Bloomfield. Oxford okay. 2-0 out of the gate. I don't know All if right. anyone saw that. No. The Bud Rowley special right now. <laughs> yeah. You want to talk about coaching up some guys right. because I don't think that Oxford really had anyone. I mean, that's all due respect to their players yeah. who are, are, are obviously some some very talented young men, but no one was saying, you know, look for Oxford to be a sleeper yeah. in the OA Red, yeah. and it looks like they are, and they'll be tested against West Bloomfield. West Bloomfield better be ready for what Oxford's going to bring. Will that one be on the blue turf? or that? No, it's, West it, it's at West Bloomfield. Okay, at West Bloomfield. All right. And I'm sure there's a lot of the West teams that will now start playing each other where we had so much crossover uh, going on the first couple of weeks. So check it out Thursday at 3 o'clock, the football forecast. And we'll see you right back here on our Monday slot, 5 o'clock on Extra Point. See you.